I am Srimati Karuna, the director of the Gandhi Memorial Center in Washington, D.C. I bring to you this series, Speaking of Gandhi, sharing the messages from the life of the Mahatma. The Russian author Count Lev Nikolaevich Tolstoy, known by most as Leo Tolstoy, was born on September 9, 1828. Leo Tolstoy had a tremendous influence and impact on the life of Mahatma Gandhi, but not just on Gandhiji's life. He had a great influence on a many a philosopher, writer, journalist, and activist of India during independence movement. Indians wrote to Tolstoy about the calamities of their country. They were hoping that the Russian author, whose voice was listened to throughout the world, would step forward in defense of the Indian people. Leo Tolstoy and Mohandas K. Gandhi shared a profoundly deep passion for the ideal and practice of nonviolence. Ahimsa. And though we would tend to say that Mahatma Gandhi was influenced by Leo Tolstoy, it is also true that Leo Tolstoy was influenced by the ages of sages of India, of Indian philosophy and religion, scripture and literature. Yes, both Gandhiji and Tolstoy had a very practical aim in terms of their pursuit and direction of bringing alive the ideals of nonviolence. They both believed in what they called bread labor, that everyone should need to do some physical work, that no meal should be partaken of without first doing a bit of physical or manual labor. Gandhiji, of course, was known to have read a number of writings from Leo Tolstoy. He said, I made an intensive study of Tolstoy's books, The Gospels in Brief, What to Do, and other books made a deep impression on me, he said. I began to realize more and more the infinite possibilities of universal love. Gandhiji was also influenced by Tolstoy's The Kingdom of God is Within You, The Death of Ivan Illich, A Letter to a Hindu, sometimes also known as A Letter to an Indian, and What is Art? Tolstoy was quite knowledgeable about the philosophy of Vedanta. He had a great thirst to study the books about the Buddha, about the thought and writings of Shankaracharya. He studied from the works and life of Ramakrishna and Vivekananda, greatly inspired by his study of the Vedas, the epics, the Mahabharata and the Ramayana, and he pursued a critical study of a number of articles and writings 
by various scholars of Indian philosophy. Listen as Dr. Monidip Day offers messages from Leo Tolstoy from his study of the philosophy of Vedanta. Yesterday evening, I read books about Hindu religion. One excellent book about the meaning of life, Atman. Love the spirit which is in yourself, not yourself, but Atman, that is, the unlimited spirit, and you will love everything, and you will live by the spirit freely, beautifully. How happy I am that I begin to understand, experience, feel this not with my reason, but with my entire soul. The Vedic hymns convey very profound feelings and yet can be understood by any of us, whether educated or not, in the same way as they were understood in their own time by people whose education was not of the same order as that of our working people. I greatly revere the sages of India, and although I am somewhat acquainted with their teaching, I would like to know still more. The basic proposition of the Bhagavad Gita that man must direct all his spiritual forces to the fulfillment of his duty, I believe firmly in it, and I always try to remember this and act in accordance with this, and also to explain it to those who ask about my beliefs, as well as expressing in my writings. True religion consists in the consciousness of the divine essence of man. In June 1908, the Indian patriot and publicist Taraknath Das sent Tolstoy a letter and two issues of Free Hindustan, which he had published. The young man had moved from India to Canada at the age of 22 and formed a group of activists for independent India and published a journal that was sent to India, the U.S., and Europe. He was quite a radical and directed much of his angst against moderates, against those in favor of a gradual realization of self-government by means of agreement with the British. Tolstoy replied to Taraknath Das' letter of May 24, 1908, in which Taraknath Das beseeched him to state his opinion on the sad position of India. But Tolstoy took six months, six months to finish that letter. In all, the 29 versions of this letter have been preserved in his archives. They contained 413 sheets of manuscript. And this really shows how difficult the work was to write this response. For Tolstoy did not have a great deal of time because of other responsibilities, and he was also worried about whether his advice to the Indian people 
would be suitable. For three days, he drafted the first version, but then stopped, insisting he did not have sufficient factual material. And in August, he began again, but was still not satisfied and put it aside. In September of 1908, a man by the name of G.D. Kumar wrote to Leo Tolstoy from Canada, and his letter may have been that which motivated Tolstoy to resume his work on the article and response to Taraknath Das's letter. G.D. Kumar wrote to Tolstoy, You are born Russian, but the entire world belongs to you. You are a great man. Your greatness manifests itself in the care of the unfortunate. Do you believe the peoples of India are even more oppressed than the Russian people? In the hope for your help, I join my hearty congratulations to those of other people on the occasion of your 80th anniversary, and I implore you on behalf of my countrymen to help them as far as possible. Soon after this letter reached Tolstoy, as well as the additional materials that Tolstoy had requested from Tarknathas, he soon resumed and finished his article. Hence was written his famous A Letter to an Indian, also known as A Letter to a Hindu. He wrote, the oppression of a majority by the minority of the people and the corruption inevitably resulting from it is a phenomenon that has always occupied my mind and has done so most particularly of late. This astonishing fact emerges that a majority of the working people submit to a mere handful of idlers who dispose of not only their labor but also their very life. This phenomenon seems particularly strange in India where we have people 200 millions in number highly endowed with spiritual and physical powers in subjection to a small group composed of persons utterly alien to them in thought and immeasurably inferior in religious morality to those whom they enslave. A commercial company enslaved a nation comprising 200 millions. Tell this to a man free from superstition and he will fail to grasp what those words mean. What does it mean that 30,000 people, not athletes, but rather weak and ill-looking, have enslaved 200 millions of vigorous, clever, strong, freedom-loving people? Tolstoy affirmed that if the Indian people followed the teachings of their ancient sages, and did not submit to the oppressors, no force in the world could subjugate them. Do not resist evil, but also yourselves 
do not participate in evil and in the violent deeds of the administration of the law courts the collection of taxes and what is more important of the soldiers and no one in the world will enslave you this was Tolstoy's advice to the Indian people. I believe that the time for such a transition of humanity from one age to another has now arrived, not in the sense that has come in the year 1908, but in the sense that the inherent contradictions of human life have in our days reached an extreme degree of tension. On the one hand, there is consciousness of the beneficence of the law of love, and on the other, the existing system of life which centuries occasioned in humanity an empty, irritating, troubled mode of life, conflicting with the law of love and built upon the use of violence. The tension is such that this contradiction must be solved not in favor of the outlived law of violence, but in favor of the truth which has dwelt in the hearts of men from remote antiquity. That the, tru the truth, that the law of love is in accord with the nature of man. The simple, clear law of love accessible to everybody and solving all problems in all perplexities. Tolstoy ended his letter to an Indian by saying the world needed only the law of love. If people would only free their consciousness from those mountains of nonsense which hide from them the indubitable eternal truth inherent in man, which is one, of, one and the same in all the great religions of the world. The truth then will reveal itself at once in spite of all that which now conceals it. And as soon as this truth is revealed to the consciousness of men, all that which now hides it will disappear of itself, and with it will go also the evil which humanity now suffers. We must always ask not what is to be done, but what must I do? We must ask not can this be a general law, but how must each man act to fulfill his allotted task and save his soul? Throw off personality from life, renounce it, and there will remain that which makes the essence of life, love. After Tolstoy received a letter from Mahatma Gandhi, who was then living in South Africa, Tolstoy told his friends of the impression that Gandhiji made upon him. He said, The letter of the Transvaal Hindu has touched me very much. Tolstoy responded to Mohandas K. Gandhi's letter I have just received your very interesting letter, which gave me much pleasure. God help our dear brothers 
and co-workers in the Transvaal. Among us, too, this fight between gentleness and brutality, between humility and love, and pride and violence, makes itself ever more strongly felt, especially one of the sharpest conflicts between religious duty and the state laws. The translation and circulation of my letter and Indian language can only be a matter of pleasure to me. Tolstoy spoke of reading the writings from Mahatma Gandhi, including his book Indian Home Rule. In the evening, I read Gandhi about civilization. Very good. Gandhi is the author of the book Indian Home Rule. He's the leader of the party, which is fighting against England. He had been in jail. Earlier, I had received a book from him. This book is extremely interesting. It is a deep condemnation from the point of view of a religious Hindu of the entire European civilization. Now and yesterday evening, I had been reading a book one earlier, another letter, letter, later sent to me with a letter by a Hindu thinker and fighter against English domination, Gandhi, who is fighting by means of passive resistance. He is a man very close to us, to me. He has read my writings and has translated into an Indian language my letter to a Hindu, while his book, Indian Home Rule, in an Indian language, had been prescribed by the British government. He asked for my opinion about this book. I would like to write to him at length. But he was unable to write a letter at length, and instead had to send a short reply. I have read your book with great interest, for I consider the question there dealt with passive resistance to be of the greatest, greatest importance, not only for Indians, but for the whole of mankind. I am not very well at present, and therefore refrain from writing all that is in my heart about your book and about your activity in general, which I value highly. I will, however, do so as soon as I am better. In 1908, Tolstoy wrote a letter to a Hindu, outlining his belief in nonviolence as a means for India to gain independence from British colonial rule. In 1909, Gandhiji read a copy of the letter, at the time, he was becoming very active on behalf of the Indian community in South Africa. He wrote to Tolstoy seeking proof that he was the author, which led to further correspondence. Tolstoy's The Kingdom of God is Within You also helped to convince Gandhiji of nonviolent resistance. A debt Gandhiji acknowledged in his autobiography, calling Tolstoy the greatest apostle of nonviolence that the present age 
has produced. Their correspondence lasted only a year, from October 1909 until Tolstoy's death in November 1910, but led Gandhiji to give the name Tolstoy Colony to his second ashram in South Africa. Mahatma Gandhi sought advice from the world-famous Tolstoy and requested permission to reprint the letter to an Indian or the letter to a Hindu in Gandhiji's own South African newspaper. He then translated the letter himself from the original English copy sent to India into his native Gujarati. In a letter to a Hindu, Tolstoy argued that only through the principle of love could the Indian people free themselves from colonial British rule. He saw the law of love espoused in all the world's religions, and he argued that the individual non-violent application of the law of love in the form of peaceful resistance was the only alternative to violence. These ideas ultimately proved to be successful in 1947 in the culmination of the Indian independence movement. This letter, along with Tolstoy's views and his 1894 book, The Kingdom of God is Within You, helped to form Gandhiji's views about nonviolence. I look forward to sharing with you more messages each week from the life of Mahatma Gandhi. As he said, my life is my message. Vaishnava Jai.